Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. Nathan's not here today because it's a special podcast. We talk about all those things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will probably scare you. So it's weird doing Nathan's part without Nathan here. But we the reason Nathan isn't here is because we're, we're doing a quick one-off podcast here to talk about something kind of important. Well, not kind of, very important. It's about getting involved locally in your political uh, environment. And, and there's lots of ways to do that. But one of those ways is being a delegate for the state party. So in Indiana, you have to uh, pick your party leaders. And they do that by electing delegates and precinct committeemen. And so those are kind of, it's kind of like those two uh, um, party office holders are sort of the bloodstream of, of the party. And, and so we have today in the, in the studio with us, um, one of our church members, her name is Melissa town and she's from Tipton and she is running for delegate in Tipton County. So welcome, Melissa. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Pastor Micah. Yeah. And I'm going to have to call you Pastor Micah because it's weird not to. <laughs> well, you can, <laughs> listen, it is weird sometimes when I hear Pastor Micah because I've just always been Mike in my whole life. But mm-hmm. I understand like that's totally fine if you feel like that's where you want to you know, if it, just don't call me uh, late for dinner. Is that a dad joke? Can I say that joke? It's is that, definitely, is definitely that a, a dad joke. Oh, okay. Well, crap. I am right. so sorry for Susan right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Melissa, so you, you got in to run for the delegate race. So first of all, first off, I kind of explain to the listening audience, what does a delegate do? Okay. So a delegate, we, what it looks like on the outside is that we're on the bottom of the totem pole here. Like we're, you know, we're not much, even if you go on like the government website, you can see we're at the very, very bottom, but it's actually a huge deal. We don't do much, I guess you could say in the long run, but actually it would be in the long run. But if you look at a delegate, what they do is we're the last people before the the initial uh, ballot gets out, before it's out there, and before we vote for these people, we're the ones who weed out who we don't want. And so that's really what, and so once you get the ballot, the delegate's already gone through it and is like, okay, these people don't belong here, but so they're not on it. But the ones that are, we're the ones who have the last say and yep. who gets on. So, so ultimately the delegate is the precursor. It's a primary essentially for yes. certain state party mm-hmm. uh, positions. Now, if you understand elections, you understand primaries. Primaries are kind of that same way, but, but in Indiana right now, our delegates pick certain, um, state candidates for state offices. So, um, you have attorney general, you have state treasurer, you have state auditor, uh, you have the um, secretary of state. Those are all um, coming up. Well, attorney general is not coming up, but in 2022 at the state convent, Republican Party convention, you will go down there and you will vote on those, uh, the treasurer, auditor, and secretary of state yes. who we want to see on the ballot in November yes. when the Republicans run against the Democrats. So this is a really big deal because if you don't, you know, a lot of times people say well, you're voting the lesser of two evils, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why does that happen? Why can't we have a great candidate that's not mm-hmm. evil at all? Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, right. it's because typically we don't take care of the primary process or the delegate process. We just think, right. oh, come November, I'll have some good candidates right. to choose from. No, not necessarily. If mm-hmm. you don't get involved early on to set the, to slate the, the, the candidates, then you're going to have bad candidates. Right. 
So I, I appreciate what you're doing, but mm-hmm. tell us a little bit why you got involved locally because you've never run for anything right. before, right? Never, never. Yep. Yep. I'm actually a mom of four. Um, uh, my husband and I own our own business. I homeschool and that's not, I've always been, um, you know, very highly involved in politics and in my own personal life, not outwardly, other than volunteering once there was an election or something like that. Uh, but it all started with a trip to the library with our family. Um, we we went there and there was a book that was in the children's area that was just disturbing to me. I saw the title of it and I thought, what in the world? And I was like praising God at that moment that my eight-year-old was not wanting to look for books to read, but instead wanted to go look at movies with her dad. So um, I walked over to the book and the book um, had was all about transgender. And it was pushing that about a little girl uh, named Penelope. It was called a boy named Penelope. And of course, I'm like, that ain't right. That's not one of those like Sam could be a Samantha or Samuel. So when I opened it, I saw that there was this book and I thought, okay, this is not good. This was definitely pushing transgender agenda here. So I, uh, we packed up our stuff, immediately packed up our stuff. I spoke with the librarian there and let her know we can't trust. And since this is especially not only in the kids area, but also sitting out for as one of the books to be presented I was like, I'm sorry, we can no longer come here because of this and we can't trust what's here and that that is not good for our family. Well, uh, fast forward, I joined the Moms for Liberty to help these kids in education that are being pushed CRT and uh, you name it, they're being pushed everything right now. And even though we homeschool, my husband and I, you know, as Christ followers, all kids, these kids are God's children. Like he wants us to take care of them, not just our own, but we are to take care of others to help fight along with these parents for their kids as well. And so um, we joined the Moms for Liberty in Tipton County and uh, Juice Reeves, she's the head chairwoman there and she's amazing, amazing woman. And so she encouraged to go to the commissioner's office. So I went to the commissioner's meeting and I presented it there, the issue. And I have um, an awesome man, the auditor, um, Greg Townsend, I've been working with and other um, other people as well that we're not just going to stop here. We're going to go further and in, into this and make a petition. So again, I know delegate has nothing to do with with all what's been going on it's not it doesn't handle that one specific issue of what books are in the library or not but but to your point you're getting involved exactly and you're feeling the push to say okay i'm not going to sit on the sidelines anymore Mm -hmm. i'm going to run for delegate now delegate probably doesn't directly impact the library book situation but it will indirectly right uh, um it it will address that because Mm -hmm. you will have great state leaders and uh that will be able to effectively Mm -hmm. do things to weed weed out those indoctrination type books that are that are just trying to destroy the minds and warp the minds of our kids and and to your point there is such a battle going on right now they Mm -hmm. the 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 
transgender ideology, mm-hmm. the LGBTQ community, they're not even they're not even hiding it anymore. Their whole their whole agenda is to warp the minds mm-hmm. of the kids yeah. so that in 10, 15, 20 years, all of that will just be normal. Right. And right. and it's not transgenderism is not normal. No. I mean, no. in anyone who tries to say it's normal, mm-hmm. look at the suicide rate of transgender kids. It's forty percent mm-hmm. higher than the normal mm-hmm. suicide rate of just normal kids. Yeah. That's not normal. Right. And for if you if you want to sit here and be like, Well, Micah, you're a bigot, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna say, Well, you're an idiot because mm-hmm. you're leading kids right down a path of this this that you want to say is normal, but it's, they're, they're walking themselves right into suicide. Right. And we love our kids too much to just let them walk off this cliff of stupidity just because we don't want, we, we want to, we want to play pretend with them. That's what transgenderism is. It's I'm going to pretend like I'm something that I'm not because for whatever reason, I don't like, I don't like who I am. Yeah. Well, God tell God made you who you are. Right. That's the end of story. And Mm -hmm. God knows you better than you know yourself. If you walk in that, you will ultimately find life fulfilling life. And that's the problem. It's the devil is behind this. Mm -hmm. And he really wants to, he really wants to ruin the identity of people. I I have a crazy story. Yeah. Um, not a crazy, but a quick story. Our four-year-old, well, she's five now, but our four-year-old, we were, uh, my husband and her were just flipping through the channels one evening and a commercial came up and, and it was a commercial for one, just a, a movie that was coming up and in it, there were two men and he didn't realize this was going to come up because it just happened so quickly as he was flipping channels. The two men had embraced a kiss. My four-year-old turned and just started crying. Now, she she knows what a boy is and knows what a girl is because, hello, she's alive. She's human. She knows. Um, but she knew something wasn't right there. Four years old, she started crying. My husband immediately, praise God for wisdom, he says, oh, you know what, honey? They could be from a different culture and they could be brothers just embracing in their culture. That's what they do. And she settled down and finally was like, oh, okay. It's okay. kind of like that passage in scripture where it says, greet everybody with a holy kiss, right? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, We're not going to do that here right, at church right, this weekend, just right. FYI. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, please, no. <laughs> um, another thing is, I was thinking about. But if I do it to anyone, it will be your husband, Tim, just, <laughs> oh, to, see what, no. just to see what he would do. Just oh, because. man. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to. He'll probably. Be a little far from you to the Sunday, <laughs> Pastor Micah. Um, one of the other things I was thinking about with the whole, not thinking about, this is another reason why the whole delegate thing is intriguing to me is because if you, we get involved, we are the people, right? We are the people. We're the people who pay for um, for all of our elected um, pe- people. Officials, we are the ones who take care of their families because we are taking care of them. And not only that, our libraries are everything, everything. So they should be working. They Mm -hmm. are, they're supposed to be working for us. But instead, somehow in the past couple of years, and I feel like it's been obviously a longer stage than just the past couple of years. I think it's been quiet the past maybe 20 years or longer. Um, But, uh, that we are supposed to um, elect people that we know have um, 
that are strong and strong and that are, they're not going to say, you know, I just want to be elected. So I'm going to say I, I, I'm for this. But when it comes time, I'm going to not vote that way because I just, you know, I want to make everybody happy. I don't want to want to do anything. So as a delegate, I want to make sure that we get the people that on the ballot that we're like, okay, we're good. We don't have the principal in here. Yeah, yes. they're principled. Yeah, yes. and they're principled and they won't back down from the principles. Yes, for sure. Like too many politicians sell their principles out mm-hmm. for the highest dollar, the bitter, the power, the glory. You know, I think right. that's the that's the problem. And they might be principled when they go in, but over time it you know, the swamp gets to them and, right. and there's swamps. And, you know, we, we think of the swamp as DC, but you know, the, you know, the state house is just as swampy as DC is. Right. It's just, right. it just looks a little different. Yeah. And, and so we, you know, we saw that this past session down at the Indiana state house. Um, we have a super majority Republican party legislature, but they were very wimpy on mm-hmm. a lot of, on a lot of issues. Yeah. Very, the, the, the CRT, the transgender stuff in mm-hmm. schools, they, they didn't hardly do anything with that. They were so yeah. scared of the teacher's union. Yeah. They, so, they were so scared of the leftist cancel culture mm-hmm. that they basically just bowed down to whatever the teacher's union told mm-hmm. them to do. And, and I got news for you. The teacher's union is one of the most detrimental things to public school and public mm-hmm. education yeah. that this nation has ever seen. They're not about kids and they're not about right. parents. They're about teachers. Yeah. That's why it's called the teacher's union. Yeah. Not the kid's union. It's not the parent's union. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they do not, they have an agenda to push. It's a left-leaning agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care about God, God, a godly biblical values mm-hmm. everything that's of of historic nature in our in our culture in america the things that made america great they want to fundamentally deconstruct them so that they can rebuild it into a communist utopia yeah that's their ultimate goal yeah. and i know good teachers that are in the teachers union mm-hmm. that aren't that way and right. i ask them I'm like why are you supporting them oh well, we don't support that we just like the teachers are it's fight they're fighting for like good wages for for me and my family you can't you can't do that. You right. can't fight for good rate wages on your. You can't walk into the principal's mm-hmm. office and say, "Hey, I want, I, I want, want a better, I want, yeah, I want to raise, I want better pay, whatever." Mm-hmm. Like you need the teachers' union to do. It's such a cop out for right. teachers to say, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm not supporting that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I just support this over here." No, you're supporting it all when you're in it. Mm-hmm. And and I think we've seen. And again, if if you're offended by this idea that the teachers, like I'm calling out the teachers' union, they are so anti-America. They're mm-hmm. so anti-God in their thinking. They don't want anything to do with with normal decency and more and morality. They right. want to change it even morality. They don't want any. They don't even want moral standards. Right. If you listen to them talk, especially the mm-hmm. leadership of the teachers union, they say truth is relative. Everyone's truth is their own lived experience, which which translated means there is no morality. Wow. So somebody can do something over here, and you can't tell them it's wrong. I literally was talking to a teacher up in Fort Wayne had a political event. I was on a panel, an education panel, and he was a liberal teacher and he was there and he was, uh, he had talked to him afterwards and, and, and I asked him, I said, he's been teaching for 30 years in Mm -hmm. middle school. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you had a, uh, a teenage boy that just said, Hey, I identify as a rapist and Mm -hmm. I'm going to rape, I'm going to rape that girl over there later, later tonight or whatever. Like, and and I I just threw this out to him. I said, what would, would you like stop him? Would you tell him he's wrong? No joke. This teacher literally said, well, I wouldn't tell him he's wrong. I would tell him that probably isn't something that I would do. And I, and I looked at the teacher and said, are you, are you freaking serious right now? You won't tell him that's wrong. Oh my word. Well, you know, to me it's wrong. No, no, excuse me, sir. To everybody, it should be wrong. And that's the problem. This was a teacher, 30, 30 plus years teaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not some young millennial, you know, idiot out of, you know, 
out of mm-hmm. ed- academia. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a thirty plus year teacher, and he literally said, "I wouldn't tell the rapist, the teenager that wants to rape a girl, they're wrong. I would just say it's probably not the thing I would do." And I'm that's and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's the problem. We have no truth anymore. Right. Truth is yeah. relative. So if we have no morality, we can't live as a nation. Can't be free. No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing in the schools that. You know, there's kids calling themselves furries. Yeah. Yeah. If you <laughs> don't know I'm what like, a furry is, it's a kid who identifies as a cat, basically. Like, basically. <laughs> what are you going to contribute to our nation when you're an adult if you think you're a cat? And it's really their parents are the hot mess. Their parents are the ones that to blame because they should be. Yeah. It's not, don't let the schools mold your children, you know? And Democrats say this, you know, they, they say the system. There's systemic racism in America. You mm-hmm. hear it all the time. Systems are racist. They're racist. All the stuff. The government's racist, and yet they say, "Let the government train up your kids." <laughs> like it's like <laughs> no let thanks. the let the schools have all the money, and the public mm-hmm. schools need to be the focus. But you just mm-hmm. called the system racist, and now mm-hmm. you want the system to train up kids. Which mm-hmm. which is it? Like they're hypocritical. They're mm-hmm. speaking out of both sides of their mouth. Mm-hmm. And and to your point, the it, we're we're living in a culture where. Um, even teachers are being told they can't tell a furry mm-hmm. that that's pretend. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you've had teachers getting fired mm-hmm. for saying, I'm not going to go along with the pronoun right. Right. of this kid when, right. when biologically they're not, they're right. not that. Yeah. And they're getting fired from it. Yeah. So, so there's, this is a big deal. And mm-hmm. why it's so important is because the, Abraham Lincoln said that the philosophy of the classroom in one generation is mm. the philosophy of the government in the next. Mm, so if good. you're listening to this podcast and you don't have kids in school, you don't have kids, it still very much concerns mm. you because in 10, 15, 20 years from now, those kids who are being told that they can be furries, that they can live in pretend world, mm. they will be the ones leading our government. Yeah, They will be the ones running for governor. Yeah. They will be the ones running for president. They will be the ones running for city and county councils. And that's a really dangerous place when they want to live in a pretend world. That's what communism is. Yeah. Uh, you know, social, well, socialism is, is a pretend utopia. Like, oh my gosh, if we could just get the government to divvy out all the goods and money equally, we'll all be, have everything we need. Everyone will be happy. Show me in history where that has ever worked. Mm-hmm. And then I will be the first to say, okay, socialism, we can try it. But it's never worked. Well, if everyone's a furry, yeah. no one can contribute. So, because <laughs> nobody's going to be working because they think they're a dog. They're just going to be so, uh, living at home. Right. Well, listen, I like dogs. So, you know, but <laughs> I have three. Yeah. So I do too. <laughs> and so, if you identify as a dog, I'm good with that. If you identify as a cat, you're a weirdo. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly on that one. <laughs> That's funny. But, but uh, yeah, to your point, uh, Melissa, just thanks for you know running for delegate. Thanks for what you're doing, and um, and and if you're listening to this, this Melissa is just a small example of someone who just said, "Okay, I'm I had enough, and I'm going to get involved." And she just she ran for delegate. Maybe maybe you can run for PC. Maybe you can get, be an educated voter, but you got to get involved. Um, I just wanted to say one last thing, and I get what Pastor Mike is saying right now. Like, please get involved. It even go to your um, city council meetings, your commissioner meetings. See what's going on. See how you can help. And maybe, and somehow, where are the hands, the feet, the mouth? We're all different parts. Uh, the word talks about that. God uses us in all our different parts. See how pray and seek the Lord. How can you be used? I have somebody who's working on my Facebook page because she's amazing and gifted in that. 
that. And she's like, Melissa, I want to help you here. God told me, okay, well, here you go. You know, and that's, that is what we are should do. I'm not good at Facebook. So I'm thankful that she came along. (laughs) And so I, whatever it is, I just wanted to end with saying that please, however you can do going to these meetings, go to the school board meetings, please, whether you're a grandparent, a parent, or don't have kids, like what Pastor Micah said, please join and help because you don't want in 20 years from now, furries running the government. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words. And you don't want in 20 years, furries running the government. That's, uh, you know what though? You know, think about this. If this conversation right now about transgenderism taking over and furries and all this nonsense, right? If we would have gone back even 15 years ago, and told public school teachers, hey, mm-hmm. this is what is going to be the norm that the teachers union is going to be pushing. Mm-hmm. They would have said, you are crazy. No way. We'll never deny biology. We'll mm-hmm. never deny science. There's no way. And yet here we are. So imagine yeah. imagine what's going to be being pushed 15 years from now. Yeah. If we let this go. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be things so evil and wicked, just like Romans one says, we will be, we will make up new ways to, to do evil. Yeah. And, and that's, so we can't even begin to fathom what type Mm -hmm. of evil will be pushed. That's just, that's, that's how, that's how warped the human mind is Mm -hmm. when sin is not, is not reined in, when we don't let the Lord guide us in wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's imperative that if you're listening to this, get involved. Um, you make a difference. Your voice matters. And, mm-hmm. and so we need, we need you out there. Everybody needs to be, be doing this. So I applaud you, Melissa. If people want to help you, like what's your Facebook page? What, what Melissa I- town for Indiana, Melissa town for Indiana town right. with an E on the end. Okay. There we go. That's good. Yes. T O N T O W N. Am I going to have to help you? T O W N E. So T O W N E. All right. So, uh, thanks for listening today. We, um, uh, again, this is just kind of a quick, uh, we wanted to do this episode just to kind of, you know, encourage you to get involved and, uh, uh, Nathan will be back. We're actually, uh, this, yeah, it's tomorrow with us today, Thursday. So yeah, tomorrow we'll be, uh, we'll have more episodes with Nathan. So, um, it'll, it'll be good. So we're not, we're not kicking them out. Although Melissa, you did a great job. I think there is probably a, uh, argument to be made that, you know, you could step in for Nathan and we could kick him out and you could take over. So. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but then I wouldn't be able to do the intros and outros right. correctly because <laughs> it's, it, it's hard to do it when Nathan isn't here. Yep. I am. So, All right, well, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. Nathan's not here. We'll talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. Subscribe, like, uh, tell your friends about the podcast, share it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.